Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. All right, everybody, welcome to today's episode with Karina, who is the founder of Front Fighters. I actually heard about Karina from everyone inside of the Motherhood Simplified group. So you all, um, one of the things that comes up so much for moms when we're like decluttering wardrobes is the question of how do I decide what to wear? How do I decide what to keep? How do I feel like a, a normal human? <laughs> <laughs> in my in my clothing um, as a mom, especially when you know we we have all of these different roles that we play. We stay at home. We have kids. We have babies. Our bodies literally expand and contract. We work. Um, and and Karina specializes in this. Like this is her jam. She has literally created an entire community. She is has a bank of resources for you to use to figure out how to do this for yourself. I'm so excited to get to speak with her and hear everything that she has to say. So thank you so much, Karina, for being here today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk all about mom wardrobes and everything. Yes. Okay. So first thing is that Karina looks super cute. I have a hoodie on <laughs> and I need help, right? Because my go-to is like jeans and a hoodie and and part of it is because I, I like them, but also I have babies and I'm just in a weird season of life. So yeah, we're going to get to talk to Karina today specifically about seven ways to refresh your mom wardrobe. She has a whole system, a framework to teach you how to do this. I have it. I've been diving into it because I, I just had a baby, you know, two babies in two years, I'm still breastfeeding and I am almost to that stage where I really want to hone in on this and get it going. So can you tell us about your process and this framework and how it works? Yeah. So, um, you know, when I started the blog, I started it because I needed help with fashion. Like it was really a struggle for me. So the framework and the different tools that I've come up with are very much just, um, I, it was what I found helped me get out of my, my ruts and help me try new trends and um, dress well without having any fashion savvy because that's not something that I had naturally. I wasn't like the stylish mom that um, felt comfortable trying these trends that you see on Instagram and all these cute moms, you know, and uh, I just played it really safe. So basically it just uh, helps you figure out what you should have in your wardrobe um, that looks relevant to today, but it's also mom friendly, kid friendly. Um, and that also reflects your style so that you feel good wearing it um, without needing any fashion savvy. And also I very much emphasize, you know, working with a family budget. So like not having a ton of money to spend on clothes. Um, so yeah, the seven steps just kind of like, I found that to be the most streamlined way um, without, so that moms could, um, update their wardrobes without feeling, feeling overwhelmed and anyone could do it um, regardless of how comfortable they are with fashion. Yes. And the reason that I'm super excited to talk to you is because I kind of like, I, I've like you, I'm like, okay, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I don't know how to dress myself. 
And I've kind of like pieced it together on how to do it for myself, but you create these really, really specific and easy to follow steps in the free guide that I have. And I want to tell you guys about it so that you can get it too. But the step one is identifying, this is one of the most commonly common questions that they had for you when I asked them. It's like, how do you, how do you address all of these things like pregnancy and breastfeeding and I have to work and I have to be at home and all of the things. So yeah. How do we create these steps, I guess, to figuring out what our barriers to even knowing what kind of clothing we need to wear are? Yeah. So yeah, step one is basically identifying those, those unique barriers to you um, that are keeping you from a wardrobe that you really love. And so they can be unique to each mom, but there is, a, there tends to be a lot of overlap on the kinds of things that, that we experience. So, you know, um, changes in our um, body shape and weight changes after babies, um, having maybe a tight budget, uh, maybe not having a sense of our own, your own fashion savvy and not really knowing what to buy. These are some barriers that can keep you from even making any headway and steps forward in, in getting the kinds of clothes that you're going to feel good in. So it's just good to um, identify those. <clears throat> and so the blog post that comes with the freebie we're talking about um, will kind of um, give you some suggestions and then you can write in your own. And the reason that you want to do that is so that you can be clear on what your end goal is to solve. Um, and so, and as you go through the rest of the steps, you basically address those um, so that you get past those barriers um, and move forward. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of an easy step is basically just calling out what it is that's frustrating you yeah. um, so that you're clear on your goals. Yeah. Okay. And so for everybody who's listening in, I actually have my, my workbook that, that she gave me that I'll put the links so that you guys can get yours too. But I kind of want to walk you guys through the steps so that you can do it for yourself too. Like my mm. barriers right now are that I'm breastfeeding, right? Mm. I, and I just had two babies. So my, my clothes just fit differently. <laughs> um, and that's okay. So when you move on to step two of the guide that she has, it's knowing your body type and your style personality, which somebody who's watching on Facebook just said her, she says, my biggest thing is that I don't like the typical mom style. Mm -hmm. um, so how do you suggest kind of figuring out what our style is, yeah. uh, you know, without going out and like blowing a whole bunch of money on these clothes that we realize we don't even like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there, yeah, there's kind of two, two parts to that. And um, your knowing your body type and also color type is, is wrapped into that and then your style personality. So uh, to answer your question about like, how do you figure out your style? So um, what I recommend is um, most of us have things that we're pinning on Pinterest of, you know, clothes that we like. Um, but what you can do is really focus in and create two kinds of boards. One is your um, sort of comfort zone board of the kinds of things that you wear now and you totally pick up at the store. Um, and then another one is a to try board, like things that you want to try um, and give it a spin. Uh, but you're maybe a little bit scared or nervous of, about trying. Um, and then you just start to go to like uh, your different favorite style bloggers or even like stores like Old Navy and Target, they all have Pinterest boards. And just start to pin the kinds of things that you like to each of those boards. So if it's something you want to try, you put it on that board or something at your comfort zone. Um, and then you know, do that for a while, just have fun doing it on your phone. And then you would go through and um, start to pick up some, some of the patterns. So like what kind of colors are you seeing on your boards? Um, what kinds of prints, you know, and patterns are you seeing? 
what kinds of fit, um, like what do you like skinny jeans or boot cut um, and those kinds of things and you start to make notes about them. Um, and then after you've done that, you know, just have fun highlighting kind of the repeat themes that you see and then come up with like three words that describe your style. So is it, um, is it laid back? Is it romantic? Is it vintage, a little bit vintage? Um, is it kind of preppy or um, maybe is, is it pretty trendy? Uh, and so you, you come up with those words so that um, that way when you shop, you keep that in mind and you're true to your style. Now, one way that then you can take that is these are your, your personal likes um, and translate that to look good today so you don't feel like you look dated is just go on, um, I like going on Target and Old Navy, they have a nice blend of casual clothes that are um, classic, but then they have like lots of the trends, right? That are popular right now. And they're also affordable <laughs> brands. And so you can go on there and start to look for um, some of the trends and see, cause the thing is like trends are gonna look, they can be translated in lots of different ways and there's lots of kinds of different kinds of trends. Um, on the blog, we have um, twice a year, we publish a list of like, these are the mom friendly trends that we're seeing coming out. And you can kind of pick and choose um, and find the ones that really speak to you, that they fit within your style personality that you figured out. Um, and then you can just bring a couple of those trends into your wardrobe each season to freshen things up. Um, and I like to do that through accessories like, you know, jewelry that's on trend or shoes. Um, that's kind of an inexpensive way. And that way, um, when that trend is kind of, if it phases out in like three years or something, you didn't spend like a lot of money on, you know, jeans or a bunch of tops that are going to go out of style, you know? Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. I love, I love all of that. And get the guys, get the book, but I'm going to tell you some of mine and kind of how I do it. But I've talked to you guys about this before and and I love that she has you, she walks you through how to create your own style and personality because I don't like skinny jeans, right? And <laughs> everywhere, like that's all I can ever find. And I, so many times I've gone out and been like, okay, fine. Like skinny jeans are everywhere. I guess I'll get them. And maybe these will be the ones that stick and I like them. And I, I just, I don't like them. I don't know yeah. why. Um, and she, she gives you this, right? So that you have it, you have it written down. You're creating a system. I've got the baby sleeping on my back, by the way. Oh, I thought you probably did. Yes. So quiet. Oh, how yeah. sweet. I she love it. Um, she's dressed in leopard today. Yeah, so cute. Look at that. <laughs> what a quiet baby. She hasn't yeah. made any noise. Totally zonked. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you, she teaches you how to create the framework, right? So that you yeah. have a plan. You mm -hmm. have a plan. And you're not doing like I used to do, and I'm sure Karina used to do, and like so many of us do, is like we get almost to this breaking point of like, I need to get my clothes now. And we go out and we just buy whatever mm -hmm. looks good, right? Mm -hmm. Or like is, is trending. And we're like, it looks good on the mannequin. And then we bring it home and we're like, I just don't like this. And then we kind of fall into that cycle and trap of like, I shouldn't even, you know, I, why do I even bother buying clothes? I don't wear them. I don't like them. So I think yeah. this is really step one so that you know what you want and you have a good balance of like, this is comfortable. I know this will work. And then these are the things that, you know, when I'm feeling adventurous, right. Or feeling a little more comfortable, like I can go get these kinds of things. Um, it's yeah. 
Exactly. So let's say that your, your style, like one of your adjectives was like really feminine. Well, I mean, every year there's a trend that's super feminine. Um, and so like, um, right now floral is really popular and even ruffles are, are back and you're seeing that a lot on pieces. Um, and so you can look for those things that they speak to your style, but they're nice and on trend. Um, so that you look, your, your wardrobe looks kind of fresh and up to date. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. And I think just having that, um, that with you and then you can, yeah, like I said, uh, you know, you can find on the blog, the list of trends, you can go on, um, different, you know, store websites and, and see, and just see which ones speak to you, but don't, don't just buy into a trend because everyone else is buying, buying it. It's okay to like step out of your comfort zone and try something every once in a while. Um, but just do that slowly. So you're not spending a bunch of money on stuff. That's not really you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then the other part of that is figuring out your body type and your color type. So your body shape, um, a lot of people like assume that they're a certain body shape. Um, but it's actually really good to just take your measurements, um, and, uh, actually figure out like with the math, what that is. And there's some free calculators on the web that you can just plug those measurements in. Um, you want to take your bust line and your natural waist and your hips are the main measurements. And then just see, you know, are you pear shape, apple shape, carrot, curvy, um, or straight body shape. Mm -hmm. And based on that, um, you basically want to work towards with your clothes, creating balance, um, in your proportions. Um, so you want to work towards like hourglass is the most balanced of the um, body shapes. And so if you are um, a pear shape, you can create that balance. So the pear shape has um, the largest measurement is your hips. Um, so a lot of us moms <laughs> are pear shapes. Um, so you can create that balance by wearing, um, you know, jeans or pants that are darker color on the bottom and then doing something lighter on top. Um, so it makes the top a little bit bigger and the bottom a little smaller. Um, so that's another just helpful piece to know as you shop so you can narrow down your choices to what looks good on your body now um, after babies. That is so helpful. And I'm just thinking about it. because <laughs> I've told some moms in the group about this shirt that I have that I'm like, it is so cute. It's like flowy and it is like, I call it like my JLo shirt because it's so <laughs> cute. It's got like, yeah. it's just so cute. But now that I'm thinking about it, based on the body type that I am, the reason that it doesn't work is because I'm pretty top heavy, I guess. Uh -huh. And it expands me up at the mm -hmm. top. And so it makes me look like I have like these tiny little legs and I look like, a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just starting to make sense now of like why I love that shirt so much on somebody else. And it really just doesn't work. Yeah, on exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Cause you don't want to like create more um, weight or heaviness around your largest part of your frame, right? You want right. to balance it out. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. It looks like I skipped leg day when I wear that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. It's just so funny how that works. Um, yeah. And then the other part of um, that's unique to us is what kinds of colors look good on us. So a lot of moms, I, I kind of thought that this was one of those steps that people didn't care about because you just want to wear whatever colors you want. But I've taken surveys and like over 80% of um, the moms have responded, no, I want to know what looks good on me as far as colors. Um, and so you can, we have, I have a two part, um, blog post about seasonal color analysis. Um, that is very in depth <laughs> and has a free quiz that you can take and just figure out, you know, are you a warm color type or a cool type? Um, and so what kinds of colors are going to make you look really good versus making you look sick. And a lot of people already have a sense of, of that for themselves. Like they just know, Oh, 
a lot of people it's like yellow just looks horrible on me um, and or I look really good in black or I don't look good in black and that kind of thing um, but that quiz will help you narrow it down and that helps you narrow down not just the style um, that you should buy and the fit um, but the colors that are look, gonna look good on you yeah so yes. yeah and basically all bound up in step two. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that you had that quiz because I, I need to do that. Like I have a feeling like I kind of know what it is. I know the ones that I like. Mm-hmm. And when I, I've been kind of like piecing together my dream wardrobe for once I'm done breastfeeding and I've picked out, like I, I'm always drawn to like, and I have been since I was little, like navies and pinks and whites mm-hmm. and grays. And so I have like a cart full of clothes that I'm going to be getting that are centered around those colors of like pink, yeah. navy, pink, navy, white, gray, um, and, and that. So um, I'm excited to go get that quiz because I think I need, like, I kind of have an idea, but I need to nail it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that, um, just to give you a free analysis, I'm pretty sure you're a deep winter. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, so you've, you've got, you pretty much nailed it on what colors um and so and the nice thing with that is so one of the steps that we'll talk about step four is creating a color scheme for your wardrobe the nice thing is when you know your sub-season um so like cool winter or whatever deep winter you can just like your wardrobe can be any of the colors within that sub-season and they will go together because they share the same color qualities so like soft colors versus deep colors versus very clear, brilliant jewel tone colors. Mm -hmm. Um, So each season only like sticks to colors within that because it matches characteristics on your, um, on your skin and your hair and your eyes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, like that can be your color scheme is the entire sub season. And that's an easy way to go. Yeah. And I have to tell you guys, like, it's really satisfying to pick a color scheme because one of the things that I think happens a lot with us, if, if you're like me, is like, I find something that I like, and then I'm like, I need to get it in every color, but that's mm-hmm. not necessarily a good thing to do. Yes, absolutely. Wear it. Yeah. I did that all the time before. I thought that the way to bring variety into my wardrobe was to get like every single color that I didn't have in there. Um, and that just creates chaos in the wardrobe because things don't mix and match. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's why we talk about creating that color scheme so that things do mix and match. Um, and it just makes it so much easier when you're shopping. You just like narrow down to, I know these colors look good on me. These are the ones I like. They go well together. I'm not even gonna look at the other options. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it makes things a lot simpler. Yeah, it really, it really does. And it also makes it so that when you walk into your closet, you're excited to be in it because it's so easy to right. use. Like yeah. I do this with my kids clothes. This is how I guys, this is how I teach you guys kids clothes. Um, it's the same, it's the same concept for your wardrobe is like make yeah. it so that you can just grab a top and her wardrobe guide, I believe is what shows you how to do that. Right. Just like grab a top, grab mm-hmm. a bottom, everything mm-hmm. goes together. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Basically the, the, um, book has a list of the kinds of pieces that you need. And so it's pretty like general, so you can make it work for your style, but just the categories of clothing, right. So that every piece in your wardrobe has a job. Um, and then you just get in the color that you like. Um, and then the book shows you like all of the ways that then you can, you know, turn those pieces into outfits with different formulas. Um, so yeah, and it's like, even if you didn't have all the outfit formulas, you'd find it so much easier to mix and match your clothes. When you follow that framework, you've got the, um, pieces in all the different categories and, um, you've got, you know, the shoes that you really like, you've got the 
cardigan that you really like in the fall and the winter, um, a coat that you feel good in. Uh, sometimes we neglect to update those pieces because we just go, like for me, I just shop for pretty tops and I, if I don't have my shopping list, like I neglect to actually fill those gaps that I have in my wardrobe. Um, but when you fill those gaps and you get it in a color scheme, then um, just find things mix and match so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So the tips that, that she's given us so far that you've given us so far are basically how to create that, that plan for what you're getting. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when it comes to actually doing the shopping and setting up a budget, how do you recommend we do that? Yeah. So um, with a budget, um, I go with a recommendation from Dave Ramsey. He recommends like two to 7% of your take home yearly income would go to clothing for the family. Um, and he includes laundering expenses in there. So like your laundry detergent um, would go in there. Um, I've found that most moms and myself, I'm like on the 2% of the income, like there's plenty. Um, and then you, so you just do 2% of your take home income and you divide that by 12 to figure out what your monthly budget would be. And that's like a healthy clothing budget. So you don't have to stress about spending money on clothes. You set that money aside and you can even have a build up month after month so that when you are ready to shop, you have a nice sum set aside um, and you decide how much of that you're going to use for your clothes as a mom versus um, what you're going to use with, for the kids and your husband and that kind of thing. Um, so that way you can have something healthy. Yeah. That's the basic formula you can use to set aside a clothing budget. Yeah. Yeah. So for anyone listening, the, the way I would do it and the way actually that I am doing it is setting your amount, right? Like she said, two to 7%, whatever is workable for you. And I am just putting that aside so that once I'm done breastfeeding, I can just, I can have enough to get a really solid, you know, base, like a baseline of what I want and what I need based on the steps that she's laid out, right? Mm -hmm. Figuring out what I actually like to wear, figuring out my color scheme, um, finding these staple pieces so that I'm not just like going out and like letting Target or Old Navy tell me what to get, right? Yeah. I'll get what I want and what yeah. works for me. Yeah, exactly. And then I have a little nest egg saved up that I can, you know, that I can go spend. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. So that's kind of her system. Let's see. I have a couple questions that people inside of the group are asking for. Um, does she somebody, or okay, hold on. Amy says, does it make sense to shop in season with this method? Like every three to five months, depending on the location. So I guess like how often should we be shopping? Yeah. Um, so most of us are going to have to like be patient with getting the pieces that we want from our shopping list, um, just to work within our budget. Um, so what I would recommend is just shop for the upcoming season. So you can be using those, um, in your outfits and, um, I mean, it's kind of an ongoing process for me. So I've switched to mostly shopping online. And so I'll kind of just like pick up a piece when I have a budget for it and I find what I like online. Um, and that's kind of ongoing throughout the year. Uh, but if you're someone that really needs to go into a store um, or, or you like to do like consignment or thrift shopping, then just like pick a time with a girlfriend. Like <laughs> right now everyone's under quarantine, but eventually when this is lifted, like pick a time where you can just swap um, childcare and you know, your kids have a play date with her kids. Um, and you can get out for a couple hours and, um, take your shopping list with you. Um, I have that free shopping list, um, on the blog that you can grab is just like essentials for moms and, um, shop your closet first, 
make sure you're not like buying things you already have. Um, and then, um, yeah, knock some things off the list. And, you know, you might do that like once per quarter or just twice a year or whatever, um, whatever works with your budget, whatever works with your schedule. Um, and yeah, I, I do recommend try to, um, especially if you're losing weight, like don't do this buying stuff from the clearance rack that's for like a year from now that you're going to be using it. Um, that's going out of season um, because then your weight might not be what like you might not fit that mm -hmm. next year. Um, so I like to shop for like this coming season. Uh, and I mean, just never pay, pay full price. If you're in store, always look for sales, um, double the coupons. I use um, what used to be called Ebates. It's now Rakuten um, to get cash back on my online purchases. And I have a blog post all about like all the ways you can just like stack those savings. Um, I love shopping at my consignment stores and thrift stores. A lot of our um, moms find so much of their wardrobe um, at just like a Goodwill. So don't underestimate how much you can find there. Yeah. And um, yeah, just work your way at it slowly. Yeah, perfect. So that was one of the other questions too that rolls right into this is like, do you, do you recommend thrift shopping and do you have any favorite sustainable brands? Because I know a lot of moms, what happens for me, what I've learned is that I can buy for like this, the season coming up, especially because we move so much and like Florida needs are different than Idaho mm -hmm. needs. Mm -hmm. um, but what I would do is like go buy these shirts from like Kohl's and I'd be able to wear them for like a year and then they get worn down. Like, do mm -hmm. you have any recommendations of sustainable brands that you like or yeah, how to thrift? Yeah. Um, so I love thrift store shopping. Um, I, I have to be more intentional about actually getting out in person to shop, but yeah, I love that because you are, um, as a mom, like our clothes, you know, can get stained and ripped and stuff so much easier. Um, and so it's just nice to know you didn't spend a whole lot on it. I, I do still recommend be really picky about the things that you take home, make sure it's, it's in on your list in the colors that you want and all that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, totally thrift store consignment stores, um, make sure to like when you do your closet clean out, which is one of the steps on the workbook. Um, to take your clothes to consignment to, you know, some of that fund is, is building up. And then sometimes you can like leave the store for free um, with some new items. Um, and then uh, so as far as uh, sustainable brands, um, I found that uh, Target, their, their brands are like really, really good quality. Um, and they have a, an amazing return policy. Like if something gets um, a hole or um, ripped or yeah, basically some kind of damage within a year, you can take it back um, for a full refund. So it's, it's really incredible. Pretty much any Target brand has that. Um, I just discovered that for my kids' clothes because their their pants, I have three boys, and their pants are constantly getting holes in them. Yeah. So I think I might start to switch to their Target brands and yeah. keep back. the receipt and take it and get yeah. a replacement because it's just kind of ridiculous at this point. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I feel the same. I feel the same way. And there's a couple more comments of like the season of life that I'm in right now. Like I my clothes really aren't meant to last, right? Well, clothes in general, right? We're not really meant to keep clothes for our whole entire life. Just like our kids are gonna wear out our clothes. We're gonna do the same thing as moms. That's just kind of my own opinion on it. And that's why, that's kind of how I justify just buying less mm -hmm. at a time mm -hmm. so that it's not going to waste and I can actually wear it out and then replace it. Yes. Or that's one of the benefits of using thrift stores too. It's like you can find I feel like when I go to thrift stores, there's a place here called Clothes Mentor, which is like the adult version of Once Upon a Child. They're actually under the oh. same company, but I feel like I can go there and find things that I wouldn't necessarily find at Target. 
Yeah, true. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's like everybody's stuff from where everybody shops. Yeah. Um, and it's all really good quality, but that just makes me feel a little bit better too. Of like, I can buy things and I don't really have to worry about keeping it nice, right? When babies spit up on me and I have to, you know, yeah. shake them out and whatever else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not going to spend, um, like I try to spend 10 to 15 bucks on a top, not more than that. It's just not worth it. You know, it's like, it could get, it could shrink. It could get stains. You know, it could go in there with the chapstick in the wash. It's just, there's so many things that can happen. I don't think it's worth, um, at least in this stage of life to spend. Now there are some um, pieces that are probably worth spending a little bit more on. Um, so anything that's like your bags or your boots that can be leather, like it's, I really recommend getting genuine leather. Um, Cause otherwise it's just going to start to peel within a year or two and then you have to replace them so um on those things you can spend a little bit more and they're you know they're resistant to destruction a little bit more um but yeah tops and even jeans like i like american eagle they have really good quality but it's not ridiculously expensive and they have sales and stuff to to look out for so yeah i'm wearing balance eagle yep that's the only jeans i wear because i can get like three or four years out of them yeah just yeah they're great and like you said, you, you don't like skinny jeans. Well, um, all the other cuts are like totally in right now, flare yeah. and boot cut. So here and look, you yeah. should be able to find more in store now. Yeah. And American Eagle has always had my back. They never got rid of them completely. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Um, okay. So I have one more question for you. And then I want to talk about your wardrobe guide so that we can figure out like how, how that works and what that looks like. But do you have a recommended like quantity that you, that you, think people should stick to or for, cause my, my general rule is like whatever can fit in your closet without ending up on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good amount. Yeah. Um, so the capsule wardrobe plan that I have for moms, it, it, um, like the whole thing includes accessories, shoes, all your coats. And, um, like we're even talking like scrunchy hair accessories and jewelry, um, tops and bottoms and everything in the complete plan, like if you wanted to get a bigger thing is a hundred pieces. So that sounds like a lot to moms, but if you were to count every single piece in your wardrobe right now, unless you're super minimalist, you'd probably get close to that. Um, But I also have like a 50% version of that, which is more just essentials and basics. So that would be 50 pieces. Um, And that's still a bit pretty, lots of options in your wardrobe. So if you even have have that, then like 25 pieces. so that you can just use like in the list, there's a star next to a yellow star next to the essentials and just highlight the ones that, that you want to get. Um, and yeah, you can totally work. I mean, it just kind of depends. Some moms get really bored of like, they need a lot of um, very varied options um, or they get bored. Like that's me. So holding to the plan that it stresses me out to no end, but I do like to have a plan and then, if something, if a wrench gets thrown in, I'll figure it out knowing that yes, things do happen, but just for people like me, <laughs> um, having a plan or having some sort of structure to my day, to my life, it makes me feel comfortable. So once I get an idea about something that I want to do, I, I have a few people that I trust that I filter it through. So you know, getting their feedback on something that I've thought about. And I, here's a good thing. If you are an overanalyzer like me, I will overanalyze things to death and then take zero action. That is, 
that is a hard, but I, I know that about myself now. So what I do, I catch myself if I'm elbow deep in just researching things online, which totally guilty of. I just will read it. I'll research it. That's great. And then nothing ever comes of it. But if I find myself on my laptop researching something and I think, okay, what am I going to use this for this week? Like, how am I going to use this? It's that just on time learning kind of thing. I don't need, I love all these online courses. That's great. But what am I, is that the best use of my time right now? Mm-hmm. Probably not. I don't, I'm not going to build a membership site right now. So you know what? I can put that aside and because that can be a distraction for me. That's a distraction from doing the things that I should be doing. Mm-hmm. And so realizing those things are happening helps me to make a decision on what I need to be doing currently. Yes. I, yeah, I, I completely re- relate to that and understand it. And I think we tend to lean toward one side or the other, right? The side where like we can fall into like the analysis paralysis of like, I'm going to figure out exactly how to do this perfectly before I take any action at all. And then there's people um, who are like, I'm going to do all of the things, but you kind of fall into the same trap, right? Of if you're doing all of the things, you're not really doing anything. (laughs) Right. So you have to kind of put a filter on and figure out, find those people, like, find those people you can kind of bounce ideas off of. You might be able to do it for yourself. I think that's pretty rare if you can actually be like, oh, here's exactly where my thoughts are at and why I'm not making progress. Yeah. But if you can find communities, right? Um, you know, like through Amanda or through Motherhood Simplified, find communities of people who you can say, okay, this is where I'm at. I'm feeling stuck. Mm-hmm. What do you think the next best step would be? <laughs> right. And then just figuring that out. Um, and getting an outsider's perspective of like, yes, I think this is actually maybe not a great idea, or I do think this is a good idea, or maybe you're on the right track. Maybe try it, you know, tweak it a little bit this way or whatever. Yeah. And, and baby steps too, you know, you don't have to make a huge commitment to anything. I, what I like to tell people, if you're still trying to figure out what it is you want to do, just start easy. If you like to go, I don't know, paint, you like painting you're you just buy some stuff and paint something one day and see how you feel mm-hmm. you don't have to open a you don't have to have a business where you sell your paintings right away you don't have and that's kind of how sometimes I get in that trap too where I think oh I'm going to do something it has to be this huge thing it has to be this big deal I have to have an online course and I have to have a membership site and I have to do this and I have to do that no you don't you don't. And part of figuring out what you like is trying things. Baby steps are great. Yeah. And then if you find something and you go with it, you, you chase it down. You say, I'm going to start writing in my journal five minutes every day. And in your journal, you realize, I love writing. Like this is so life-giving to me. Well, maybe then you, you know, submit some blogs and be a guest blogger and like, it doesn't have to be a huge thing. You can take baby steps. And as you realize what it is you like to do, you don't like to do what's working, what's not working. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Give yourself permission to change your mind. Yeah. Yeah. And just so that you guys know, like she shared what that's looked like for her. 
I mean, I was a teacher. I opened up my own school. I worked with my husband. I considered going to doula school. I signed up for doula school. I had three failed blogs. I started Motherhood Simplified as a blog. And I'm actually considering taking all my blogs down because I've written blogs and I find it incredibly difficult and not fun, <laughs> which is why I just started a podcast and do live videos with you guys, because that to me is fun and it's life giving instead of draining. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's how it should be. And I think you just, you have to be comfortable making that decision for yourself though. You have to Again, it's really hard. I know I am so guilty of this too. When you see someone online doing something and you say, well, I'm not like them or that I don't, my, I don't have that many followers on Instagram, but it, it does not matter. You can still make an impact. You still have your unique and amazing gifts and skills that someone else is going to benefit from. Yes. I love that. So this has been super helpful, super great conversation. I do have one quick question before we hang up, and that is that you're pregnant and yeah. you're doing all of this. So what are some ways, I know moms are always curious about how can we, and you're a planner, which is why I wanted to ask you, what are some ways that you are setting up your home and life to prepare for this new baby in maybe just a couple weeks? Yes. I love this question. And I feel like I'm always learning from people who are, as they go through the same thing, because there's so many different ways to do it. But the way I'm preparing is, so with my, my, <laughs> my podcast, I'm doing as much as I can. I use Trello. I use Asana. I have templates. If you're wanting to start a podcast, I suggest you create a process because there's a lot of moving parts. And if you're like me, if it feels unorganized, then you will feel overwhelmed and scattered. So I have built a process. I have templates that I use. I am batch recording. So hopefully, because I really want to provide content to my, my amazing audience through at least through the summer. And then my season four starts in the fall. So I have prepared ahead of time. I've been so blessed that people have reached out to me like you and are wanting to be on the podcast. And so I've been recording interviews, preparing to edit and release them in the fall. So that's number one. And then two, just mentally preparing. I am so much more comfortable asking for help this time around. That was a, a big issue for me. I'm an only child. I, again, have that kind of perfectionist tendency that creeps in. And there was a lot of things in early motherhood where I felt that were hard for me, but I had a hard time asking for help and receiving help because I just had this mentality. I'm a mom now. I should be able to do these things. I should, you know, the whole martyr thing, which don't put yourself through that. It, it, there's no reason why you should. You, there's absolutely people that want to help you that can help you. And this time I'm all about it. <laughs> My husband, I'm going to say, babe, I really need you to run to the store and pick this up, or I really, I could use your help with the laundry today while I take a nap, whatever it is, something specific I can ask them to help with. I'm going to do it and be okay with people helping. I know that I was hard on myself the first time around. And so I'm giving myself some more grace here. 
especially when it comes to the podcast also, I realized that there are so many things I want to do and there's ways I want to grow my business, but I, I have time and I remind myself that I am not, there's, there's no reason I need to speed through this. I can give myself that space and that grace to be the mom that I want to be and to also have the business that I want to have. So, you know, that's my advice too, is obviously that giving yourself grace as a mom is a constant reminder because we are pulled in so many different directions all the time. And we are so hard on ourselves all the time, but that is so important to just remember to go easy on yourself because you, you are, you do a lot. And so giving myself grace, resting mentally, physically, you know, uh, acknowledging that I will need routines, but that I know, I remember newborn phase when there's not a schedule, it's just (laughs) whatever the baby needs. So preparing myself mentally for that too, because the first time around I had no idea. And that was one thing that really threw me for a loop because I was, because I do like routines. I like planning. I like knowing what to expect. And when you're, you know, the first month, the baby is not gonna end longer. I mean, my daughter didn't sleep for a long time after that, but especially before, before they get in. Yeah. Before they get into an, a nap schedule that your whole day is dictated by them eating and sleeping. And that was so hard for me at first because I had no control, but now I'm okay with that. I I realize there will be some routines I need to work in there, but if there's not a firm schedule, I'm going to be okay. We're going to get through it. That's just a season and just being okay with that. Yes. I'm living that life. We've recorded two podcast episodes together this week and both times Kara was supposed to be asleep and she's wide awake. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You just roll with it. It's okay. I always say, I I like to be dramatic. So I always say, nobody's going to die, right? (laughs) We're going to be fine. (laughs) Um, So thank you so much, Amanda, for hanging out with us and giving us awesome insight. I hope that it inspires moms to know that it's okay to, to know that you want to do something more, not be quite sure what it is and go figure it out. Go make sure that you listen and follow and subscribe to her podcast, Got to Mama. It's, it's just full of all of these amazing mothers and their stories. There's a little bit of something for everyone or not everyone, every mom. Okay. Like dads are going to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but it's they just, might need to listen to though. Actually, you know what? Like they probably would get a lot of value and insight into seeing what it's like. So, um, okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> go find her on Instagram, go listen to her podcast and we will see you guys on the next episode. Okay. Hey friend, did you love this episode? If you did, I would love if you took a screenshot of it and shared it with somebody else. Okay. The whole point of this is to create a community of moms who get each other, who support each other and who, when they find something that helps them, 
they share it with somebody. So I would love if you shared this podcast with somebody with maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review. Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it (laughs) because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.